Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope this message inspires you and encourages you. Enjoy today's message. Matthew chapter 2, page 517. When you get there, say amen. 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 Now today when I read this, this translation has the word magi for where the King James has the word wise men. So know when I say the word magi, when I read that, I'm actually talking about the wise men. It says, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and he would come, we have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all of Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem, in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet was written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judea, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me, so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were, what everybody? Overjoyed. Overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary and bowed down and worshiped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. Would you do me a favor? Would you just hold your hands out like this? And would you bow your heads and would you repeat this prayer after me? Dear God, I'm here today. I open my mind and my heart. Speak Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you. You may be seated, everybody. This is one of those messages that where I was up this morning at 5 o'clock, I almost called you. I say that sometimes, but I mean it. I think this is so good today. And I want to tell you why just in a moment. But let me ask you this question. How many of you have ever known a wise person and you went to that wise person and you sought advice, but the advice they gave you was not so wise. Anybody ever had that experience besides me? I'm gonna tell you something that happened to me. Before Rhonda and I got married, <clears throat> when we were about to get married, a man that I thought was pretty wise, I went to, he said, Jeff, I wanna give you some marital advice. I leaned in. Okay, I'm a young man. I'm about to marry, you know, I want all the advice I can get. And he said, I want you to know, Jeff, that on the morning after your honeymoon night, when you get up, I want you to grab your pants. I want you to throw your pants over to Rhonda and demand that she put those pants on. 
He said, when you do that, she's going to bow up and she's going to say, there's no way I'm putting your pants on. He said, I want you to look her in the eye and say, okay, I gave you the chance to wear the pants in this family. From now on, I'm going to wear them. <laughs> now you know why we've been to counseling. <laughs> Horrible advice. Amen, everybody. Horrible advice. Today, what I want to do, there's, two, there's four words that we want to say today. And I need your help to preach this message. I need you to preach with me. That means, that, you know, there's a difference between preaching and teaching. Teaching is telling, preaching is yelling. <laughs> Today, I want you to help me preach it, all right? So what I want to do is I want to divide the room up. And I want us to say this because what I, let me back up. What I want you to know is this, is that I want you to rise up. I want everybody to rise up. And I don't want you to think about the Falcons right now because we're not thinking about football today. It's a sort of a sad kind of day. <laughs> don't even start with me, right? So we want to rise. We want, to, we want our lives to get better. We want to go up. Amen, everybody? We want to go up. And I believe if you'll hang with me, if you give me a year of your life by coming each week, I, I believe I can help you do that. But we want to rise up. But in order to rise up, I have to wise up. <laughs> there is no rising up until you wise up. Some of you don't believe that. So that's why today we're looking to the wise men. Because we want to wise up that we can rise up. So we're going to say those four words today. We're going to say wise up and rise up. And so what I want to do is divide the room up today. And since there's a lot of you on this side, so these two sections over here, you guys over here. When I point to you today, I want you to say, wise up. Let's practice. Wise up. That's what I'm talking about. You guys from here over, all right? You are the rise up uh, team. You ready? So we're going to say on the count of three, one, two, three. I got you. Then. You ready? Let's try your part. You ready? That's what I'm talking about right there. I need that energy all day long, all right? Because you're going to be able to preach this message. Because it's only four words. You guys don't went to sleep on me already. Come on now. All right. So we're going to do that. So I want to talk to you today about how to be a wise person. There's five things that I have for you today. I normally only have three, but I just, the Holy Spirit just kept spitting them out to me. So I said, I'll say them. The first thing I want to tell you is number one is wise people seek Jesus. Wise people seek Jesus. I'm glad I got those three amens. That's what I'm talking about. Look what it says. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem, Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who was born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. What I want you to know is that wise men, these wise men who were very wise, traveled thousands of miles. And they sacrificed a lot on the back of a camel just to get to see Jesus. It's amazing to me today how we're so different. Today, what we do is we expect God to always come to us. We expect God not only to make a journey to us, we want God to prove himself to us and explain himself to us. 
We're always saying, well, God, you just proved yourself. I don't know if there's a God exists, that God exists because, you know, you prove yourself, God. If you, God, do this. No, no, the wise people don't say prove yourself, God. Wise people seek Jesus. Amen, everybody? You might be wondering, why would I want to seek Jesus? I'm going to tell you a little bit about Jesus you may not know. It's right in the Bible. In Colossians, it says this, Colossians 1 and 6, it says, For through him, talking about Jesus, everybody, God created everything in the heavenly realm and on earth. He made the things we can see and the things we cannot see. Amen, everybody? And let me just tell you something. There's a lot more going on that you can't see than you can see. That's why, that you, that's why you pray in faith because God's always working. You just can't see it. Matter of fact, there's angels all around you right now. You just can't see it. You would have been dead if God didn't do those things that you can't see. <clears throat> I got to go on. Such as thrones, kingdoms, rulers, and authorities in the unseen world. Everything was created through him and for him. He existed before anything else, and he holds all what, everybody? Oh, I just... So in other words, when you want to think about, is there a God, just go outside and begin to look up in the sky. Do you know that the sun is 91 million miles away from the earth and the earth has, as long as creation has been around, humankind has been around for thousands of years, it hasn't moved one iota. It's sitting out in the middle of nothing. The sun's in the middle of nothing. The earth is in the middle of nothing. And not only is the earth sitting there, but the earth is spinning at a thousand miles an hour. Do you know that? You know, right now we're on the ride of our life, everybody. Do you, do you know that the earth is tilted at 23.5 degrees? Do you know that? And, it, and, it, and it, it has to have that tilt and that rotation to give us the four seasons. Do you understand that? And if the earth slowed down just a little bit, we would float away. And if the earth sped up just a little bit, we'd be smashed to the ground. But because there's a God Almighty, Jesus himself, the creator of heaven and earth, right now is holding everything in place. Do you, know, do you know that the earth is not only spinning a thousand miles an hour at a 23.5 degree axis, but it's also rotating around the sun? Do you know not only that, but the moon that is 238,900 miles away from the earth is also spinning at, at 2,288 miles per hour, and it's rotating around the earth. And so God's got a lot going on, everybody. The sun is here, the earth is spinning around it, and then the moon is spinning around the earth. I mean, there's a lot going on. And it all, it's all in working order, and there's nobody's strings attached but the hand of Jesus Christ. That's why we worship him, everybody. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You see, people say, well, I'm not a person of faith. There's only one other option, be a person of fear. Oh, let me say that again. If you're not a person of faith, you'll be a person of fear. Because there's only one of two things. You can either have faith in Jesus Christ and have hope for tomorrow, or you can have fear, you can have fear and just have hope in you. And if you could do better, you'd already be better. You've got to have somebody to help you up, amen. We've got to rise up, amen. We've got to That's what we've got to do. You're going to be jumping up in a minute going, yes! <laughs> Mm -mm -mm. Number two, wise people find joy in Jesus's guidance. Mm. Look what happened. Now, remember, they were following this star for hundreds of miles. 
When they got to Jerusalem, the star went away. They didn't see it anymore. And so they assumed that Jesus would be in the palace, but he wasn't there. So when they asked all those questions of Herod, they began to leave. And when they started to leave, all of a sudden the star showed back up. Thank God when Jesus shows up. Amen, everybody? Amen. Said so when they saw the star, they were filled with what, everybody? Because they were having guidance for their life. They saw the light. I want to ask you a question this morning. Who's guiding your life? Who's guiding your life? Whose lead are you following? You know, we, we, right now we're in the social media age, and how many followers do you have on Instagram? How many followers do you have on Facebook? How many friends do you have on Facebook? TikTok. <laughs> it's all about followers, isn't it? I want to ask you something. Who are you following? Who are you staring at? Who's got your attention? You say, Pastor, why is that so important? I'll tell you why it's important. Because you're going to steer to where you stare. Amen, Amen everybody. <laughs> Woo! You know, Rhonda and I used to live on a busy road, two-lane road. And I'd go to my mailbox, and I couldn't wave at anybody. I had to be unfriendly if I wanted to save my life. Because I'd go down to my mailbox, I started, I wanted to wave at everybody, and what I found out, when they waved at me, they also steered toward me. Because you steer to where you stare. Amen, everybody? Amen. And so today, we want to make sure that we're looking to Jesus Christ. Look what the Bible says. John 8 and 12, when Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am. What did he say, everybody? I am what? The light of the world, the star. He's still the star. I'm the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in what, everybody? But will have the light of what? Mm. You never, ever, 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 ever going to have the light until you're walking in Jesus. That's why you got to be a Christ follower, not a Christ believer. Just, just say, oh, well, I believe he existed. I believe in Jesus. The devil believes in Jesus. But what makes the devil the devil? He refuses to follow Jesus. <laughs> Amen, everybody? Amen. And what makes, what makes you like the devil is when you refuse to follow Jesus. But what makes you like more like Jesus is when you choose to follow Jesus. And so you can't be, a, you can't be a, 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 a Christian without being a Christ follower. And that's why I love to give you the opportunity every week because I want, you to, I want you to be a person of faith. Walk in faith and not fear. Amen, everybody? It changes everything. When you've got faith tomorrow that when you walk in on that job tomorrow that, that God's going to be there with you, it changes everything. If you don't have any faith, you might step in tomorrow and say, oh, God, are they going to be there? Oh, God, is it going to be this way? See, see, that's fear. But that's what I'm talking about. When you walk in that classroom tomorrow, down that middle school hallway, you go, oh, God, are they going, am I going to have this? No, 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 no. Faith says, no, 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 God, you're walking with me. You're going before me. Amen, everybody? Amen. This faith thing is every day. It's moment by moment. We live by faith and not by sight. Move on, Jeff, move on. So today, I want to offer you the opportunity to become a Christ follower. You know why? Because we have to wise up to rise up. Right. And the first step is receiving Christ. Watch this. 
So you didn't see that wind that hit my hand, but I sure felt it. And we pray this prayer right now. If you mean it in your heart, you know what? You might not see anything, but something's going to. Mm. A lady told me this week she led somebody to Jesus Christ, and that person said, mm, I felt something right here because he's moving. So right now we're going to say this prayer. I'm going to ask everybody to repeat it after me. And the reason that we're all going to repeat it is because we want to support the people that are making that decision today for Christ. And if you're making that decision for Christ, you just say it, you mean it in your heart, and God will save you. Amen, everybody? Amen. Let's say it. Dear Jesus, Dear Jesus I, need you today. I need you today. I believe in you. You died on the cross. You rose from the grave. You're the king of the world. Come into my life. Forgive me. Save me. And help me to do your will. Amen. Let's give God a hand for all the people that prayed that prayer today. Listen, if you prayed that prayer today, I want you to check it on the back of this card. Those of you that are online, you have our app. Please fill that card out. Do you know that almost 700 people have, pray, have checked that card on this campus at SEC? Can we say praise God for that, everybody? That's your first step. Your second step is baptism. Make sure to be baptized, everybody. Make sure to be baptized. Okay. Two words, just two words. so confused. Number three. Number three, wise people bow before Jesus. Oh my goodness. Mm, mm, mm. Watch this. Here we go. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they what, everybody? They bowed down and worshiped him. Oh. Just nudge somebody beside you and say, this is why you came right here. Just go ahead and tell them, right? This is it. Here it is. All right, you ready? Here it is. The devil will do anything to keep you from bowing before Jesus. Anything. Anything. Do you know that when Jesus, before he started his ministry, he went into a desert to pray for 40 days and he fasted all that time and the devil went to visit him because when he was praying and fasting, he was bowing before the Father. And the devil didn't like that. So the devil went to Jesus, and look what he did. Look what it says right here. Watch this. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their what, everybody? Oh, he made it look good. He always makes sin look good, doesn't he? Oh, it looks so good. I got to have that. I want that. Mm, give me some of that. He goes on and says, look what he says. The devil said this, all this I will what, everybody? He said, would you read the next uh, couple words with me? If you will bow down and Did you see that? Do you see the if? I'll give you this if you will bow before me. Here's what I'm going to tell you. Watch this. Here it is. Here it is. Sin is nothing but a bribe from the devil to get you to bow to him. Sin. 
Sin is nothing but a bribe. It's a bribe. The devil bribes you with it. Oh, you got to have that pornography because you go to that pornography, you're bowing to me. You got to have that gossip because when you gossip, you're bowing to me. You got to lie, cheat, and steal because when you do it, you're bowing to me. All that sexual confusion is nothing but bowing to the devil. Amen, everybody? And if you're bowing to the devil, you sure are not bowing to God. And guess what? If you're bowing to Jesus, you're not bowing to the devil. Who are you going to bow to? Let me ask you something. What is he using to bribe you with? Hmm, what is it? What is it? It's only a bribe. Are you going to take the bribe? One of the things that's changed in my life in the last two years is when I pray the Lord's Prayer every morning, I've been praying it for years, but when I get that part about hallowed be your name, every day, every day, when I, when I pray that prayer, I get down on my knees, put my face to the floor, and say, Jesus, I want you to know I bow before your name today and that your name is the most powerful name in the world. And I never want to say your name out of term. I never want to say it in a joke. I never want to say it any way that discredits you. I just want you to know that your name is the greatest name in all the earth and has all of heaven and earth's powers in your name. And guess what? When I bow before Jesus, I can stand before the devil and man. Some of, you, some of you want to get, your, you want to get yourself in order. You think, well, I need to do a little yoga or something. Let me tell you the first yoga new move you need to make. You get on your knees and bow your face to the ground and declare who he is. And once you put him first, it's amazing what he'll do. Amen, everybody? Oh, he is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. The Bible says he's the rose of Sharon. He's the bright and morning star. He's a lily of the valley. Amen. He's Jesus. That's who he is. Are you going to bow to him? That's the question. Man, what would happen if you started your day off every day on your knees and your face and you didn't have to stay there 30 minutes? No, just before you take on your day, bow before him. We're going to bow our heads and our hearts, but I think it needs to go to our physical, to our needs. Amen, everybody? Amen. Hallelujah to your name. <clears throat> when you bow before Jesus, you can stand before the devil and people. That's why starting in January, we're going to do 21 days of prayer and fasting. I'm going to ask you to be here with me at 6 a.m. So go ahead and get your sleep in now through December. <laughs> it's 6 a.m. I'm going to ask you to do it with me because we believe that when we bow before Jesus we'll be able to stand before the devil and men and so I just want to tell you you know we're going to do that on December so just get yourselves ready all right because we're going to do it we're, we're pushing back the gates of hell our children are worth us getting up early and coming and praying amen everybody if we're going to change our community the way God's called us to we got to get on our knees before Jesus all right move on pastor Dear God, I've been here. <laughs> just two words, people. Just two. <laughs> Let's try. You ready? Rise up! Rise up! Rise up! 
And you too. <laughs> All right, number four. Here we go. Wise people. Number four, wise people give generously to Jesus. Look what it says. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary. They bowed down and worshiped him. Then <laughs> they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Let me explain something to you. Joseph and Mary were very poor. They had nothing. After the wise men did not go back to Herod and tell him about Jesus, Herod got very insecure that there might be another king that would be rising up. And so he ordered that all the Jewish children under the age of two be murdered. So as soon as the word went back to him, he gave that decree and the God <clears throat> told Joseph that you're going to have to get this, you're going to get Mary and Jesus out of here. That's when they fled to Egypt. If the wise men had not brought their gifts, expensive gifts, that provided funds for Joseph to get Jesus out of harm's way. The reason, these mangers, the reason that we're doing the manger offering here is in order to let our funds be the resources to get people out of harm's way. We got hungry people in our community that are starving to death, and unless we give, they're going to starve. But we're going to use our resources to get them out of harm's way, out of hunger. Amen, everybody? We're going to use our resources through this manger offering that's going to come in next week. Our little children are going to walk down here with their little cups, and they're going to pour it in here. It's going to be so cute. And I want everybody to give something. Listen, I don't care if you have to give the lint out of your pocket. Everybody can give. Bring a dollar. I don't care. Give something. What I want you to know is that because every dollar is going to go do what you can't do and go where you can't go. And right now, I don't know if you've been seeing it on the news, but they've been busting these rings around Georgia with this sex traffic. You've been noticing that on the news, everybody? Your dollars have been helping get that done. Be yes, through the city of refuge. We've been, they've been going and researching and turning the police onto these places. Your dollars are doing it, everybody. The church is doing what the police can't do. They're just getting the credit, but, but the people that we're sponsoring are doing the work. There's some mothers walking around here. They're young. This found out they got a baby. They're expecting a child. And they don't want to give their child up. They don't want to abort their child. But everybody around them says, you don't have no other options. Well, they do. We have something called Bridge Wellness that we support here that it's a crisis pregnancy resource that these mothers can get the help that they need. And I just want you to know that you'll be saving babies. You'll be saving mothers this year because we're going to support that. Amen, everybody? That's what these dollars are going to do. Rescue them to a place of safety. There's children right now in Ukraine, Africa, and Honduras that right now are starving to death. They have nothing. We're going to give them a place. Why? Because your dollars are going to go where you can't go, and they're going to do what you cannot do. Amen, everybody? We're going to rescue the people. Just like Jesus gave the resources to rescue, or God gave the resources to rescue his son, Jesus. That's what we're going to do. Matthew 25, 40, Jesus said this, 
Truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brethren and sister and mine, would you read the last part with me? You did for me. You did for me. picking on you guys, aren't I? The only reason that you're better, they're better than you is because you give them a heads up. It's coming. Rise up. Rise up. That's right. We got to wise up to rise up, everybody. You can't do better or be better till you know better. So let's start acting like wise people. That's why we're talking about the wise men today. All right. I want you to... This week, I want you to go home. I have this connection card. I want everybody to pull it out because I got the one step I want you to take. So says, I will ask God what, what, am I, what I am to give to the manger offering. Rhonda and I will have a family conference this week. And we're going to give God a sacrificial offering to help rescue people. And so I want to challenge you to pray about it. Ask God what he will have you to do. And it's amazing what he'll do through you. Okay, number five, wise people go in a new direction after meeting Jesus. Mm. Matthew 2 and 12, look what it says. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another what, everybody? Another route. God gave them a new direction. I want to ask you a question today. Do you need a new direction? See, your marriage is not working out exactly like you think it should right now because it needs a new direction. On your job, it's not working out very well right now. It needs a new direction. The relationship with your children is not working out very well. It needs a new direction. That situation with that friend is not working out very well because it needs a new direction. It's amazing how God gave them a new direction. Too many of us are trying to do this. See, it's insanity. We do the same old things expecting a different result. If you keep doing what you've always done, you're going to get what you've always got. You need a new direction. And that's exactly what God gave the wise men. A new direction. And today, I, I just want to offer you that. God give you a new direction. Would you stand with me? Wise up to rise up. Between the wise and the rise, there's a new direction. And I believe God's here today to give you a new direction. As I prayed for you this week, I prayed for you. It's on my knees praying for you. Rhonda and I every night calling you, calling, calling your names out in prayer, calling you out in prayer. And he would do it for you. 
Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net and click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.